You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning into today's podcast episode. Brick Sager is my guest. Brick currently is our interim pastor of missions and discipleship and membership and the changes that our personnel committee are recommending for the vote on October 31st will change his job description some. So I wanted to talk to Brick about those changes and catch our church up on what's going on in his ministry and in his life. So Brick, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Ben. It is always good to jump on the podcast. I know I've been here in several different capacities, but I always enjoy it. So yeah, glad for, to be here. Yeah, for a long time, you were uh, kind of my best partner. You did the Friday podcast. Yeah, that's and right. Have, and if people would say, hey, I miss those podcasts, where are they? I can tell you where they are. <sighs> the answer to where's the Friday podcast is... Uh, you currently are way overloaded in your <laughs> workload, and there's no room for those podcasts. So the biggest change, in my opinion, for you, you know, for the with the ch- staffing changes for mm. the October 31st vote, is going to be that you're going to have uh, a manageable job description. Yeah. yeah. So you've been kind of overloaded, and I want to set up how that happened. But then I'd like for you to talk to us a little bit about the ministry that you will be doing mm. um, after October 31st, if if the the church vote goes through the way we think it will. So currently you are responsible for discipleship environments, Mm -hmm. for missions and mission strategy, mission environments, and for our membership process. That's a lot. And the way that came to you is that when Reed Guy left our staff to go to Mm -hmm. Mobile, Alabama, to, to revitalize and plant churches in that area, um, we asked you to move from being my intern, That's right. the pastoral intern, yeah. to become a associate under my authority to manage our mission strategy. You were doing a great job of that already. Uh, you were a part of our missions team. You've done a lot of great things. And you have really done a phenomenal job with missions. We really were excited about that. appreciate that. Well, thank you. When we saw your skills and your abilities in that area, you know, we, we moved you to, I think you were a 29-hour-a-week employee. Right. You are a part-time employee, but heavy, heavy part-time load. Mm-hmm. Um, and then earlier this, this year, starting May 1st, uh, when our discipleship pastor transitioned, we gave you responsibility over discipleship, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge. That's a pretty big task. And that's so all, big. All of our Sunday school, you know, our, uh, our, our Wednesday night environments, yeah, and just the strategy for watching our church make disciples. Uh, you also picked up the membership process, which is also bigger than people think. That's right. So really, you're holding three pretty huge plates in the air all the time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, with this transition, we're gonna we're we're proposing to move missions to Jeremy Stroh's position description. Mm-hmm. So he'd be he'd be the pastor of college and missions. Yeah. But you'd be an interim pastor of discipleship and membership. And the interim is because. Uh, you know, we we put together a search committee to explore that you know that position description and discern God's will for you know who's the right person in that place could be you could be anybody but mm-hmm. we'll be seeking the Lord. Those processes usually take about a year, mm-hmm. um, and you are well versed in those processes yeah. by yeah. now. Really, the interim part's not changing because you've been you've been an interim in your role since May. Yeah. Uh, but what is changing is the workload. Mm-hmm. Right, you'll be able to concentrate on discipleship and membership. And so let's talk about those two parts of your ministry a little bit. 
Wow, yeah, and Ben, I'm not exactly sure where to start, um, except to say that I'm really excited. Uh, it's I'll say when I look back on um, my my role uh, on church staff, it's been interesting to see how the Lord's been able to use me as your intern and the ways I served there, how He moved me uh, to be able to serve uh, in missions and kind of lead Carterville in that effort, and I've been so grateful to be a part of that. Assuming these additional responsibilities, uh, once Mike retired, has been a neat opportunity for me as well, and one that that I've really loved. And so when I look at membership, I guess you know one one point of clarification for our leaders that that I would make is that when we think about discipleship, um, the, kind of the main area that I'm serving is adult adult discipleship. Now um, I coordinate. I my hope in the in this interim period is to coordinate well with. Uh, our our other you know with Stro and with Corey and with Pam and Hope as All we look holistically ministers. at what discipleship looks like um, from you know one year old to ninety nine years old, um, but kind of in the in the adult area, some of my roles that that I see as very important and valuable, and some that I've that I think I'm coming to appreciate more is uh, first and foremost caring for our adult Sunday school classes. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners know just the wide range of adult Sunday school classes that we have, but it's pretty incredible. Um, it, it actually spans about 60 years uh, worth of life stages. And so we've got a lot of classes um, of different styles and sizes. And so um, one of the roles that I am assuming is caring for the classes themselves, caring for the teachers who teach them, um, and then also trying to kind of bridge the gap between those people that, that aren't in classes, that need to find that type of community, that are looking for that and saying, hey, what's the best fit? Is it plugging you into a class? Is it is it getting you and a group of people that, that, that are looking for to, jo- to start a class, to start a new one? Um, connecting gifts. Uh, that people have, whether it's teaching or serving in a class, uh, that's that's one one piece that I see as very special and important in that in that adult discipleship role. Um, the second is Wednesday night. Um, when I look back on the legacy of Carterville Cafe, it's pretty incredible. Um, it's amazing to see how God has worked to equip our church family in very specific ways. Um, all the different classes that's been taught, and so I want to continue that. I want to jump jump on to that legacy of saying, all right, we want to use Wednesday night as an opportunity to disciple adults, uh, to, to use specific classes, to um, equip us as we serve in our world, as we, you know, kind of use Wednesday night as almost like a recharge to say, to refocus and say, yes, as we go out, you know, Thursday morning, we're on mission, and so Wednesday has an opportunity to celebrate some community, um, but also to, to be equipped. You know, one of, just a quick reflection. Um, I've been gone for two weeks. You know, I was on, out on vacation, yeah. and just looking at how well God has equipped Carterville to the lay members of our church mm-hmm. to serve well. You know, two of the people who preached in the last three weeks yeah. are Sunday school teachers. That's you right. Know, uh, well, actually, all three, because Jeremy is our Jeremy's Jeremy's our youth and college minister. That's right. But he also is a Sunday school teacher, mm-hmm. right? But but Landon Adams uh, is a lay member of our church who is a who's a Sunday school teacher. Ron McLean, mm-hmm. you know, is in a healthy Sunday school class in Carterville, leading that, leading that class right now too. And so 
Two of, two of the people that filled the pulpit are mm-hmm. Sunday school teachers. Uh, we had a funeral while I was a, away mm-hmm. uh, for the Evans family, and Butch O'Neill, who was who was Mr. Oliver's Sunday school teacher, stepped right up and led the funeral service. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so proud yeah. of the legacy of strong Sunday school leaders mm-hmm. and you know, and healthy discipleship. That just makes me proud. Yeah. So, Brick, one of the things that um, that I was concerned about in May, and, mm-hmm. and it was a concern that we had to explore even you know coming up to this presentation for the October 31st vote, is you've done a phenomenal job in missions. You grew mm-hmm. up on the mission field. You grew up in Africa, yeah, a mm-hmm. family of, of, of a missionary family. You were, you, were, you were on missions very young. Mm-hmm. You have a great mind for missions. You did a good job of it. Um, and recognize that you did a good job in missions, we thought, ooh, we don't, we, you know, we're concerned about taking missions off of Brick's plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what the church does not know is that you have an equally strong interest in discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like I was really impressed when yeah. a lot of our early conversations, your eyes would kind of light up when we talked about the possibilities That's of right. what God might do in discipleship in in church in the next, you know, year, two years, five years, ten years, what God could do. Yeah. And I think part of your discipleship vision, in as I have witnessed, mm-hmm. depends strongly on Christian community. Yeah, you, know, you really want to see our discipleship environments to be places where believers are walking in Jesus together. Yeah. Um, and I look at some of our stronger Sunday school units, and I look at our, the legacy at Carterville, the pockets when you have moments of just, you know, when you saw Sunday school classes step up in a great way around families and around each other. And uh, I think that's in our bones. I think that's in our DNA. And I love that that's part of your vision. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's talk about membership for a minute. Yes, I'm glad we haven't left that because it's something that's been sitting in the back of my head that I wanted to share about as well. So that, you know, that is something that we we brought that kind of to the front about Mm -hmm. 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when Reed came in as our connecting pastor, um, one of his jobs was to, you know, help help create the membership process and Mm -hmm. see it through. Um, Landon Adams, back when he was my intern, he was helping me kind of figure some of that out early. And so this is something that we've been working on for a while. Mike did a great job with the you know membership Absolutely. process. Uh, super proud, especially during COVID, of how well he led yeah. you know that process during that time. Talk to us about membership process. Brig, like what, what's that all about? Where do you see God work in there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so Ben, um, membership is another area that I am really excited to serve in and jump into um, because I think, um, I guess one of the ways that I see membership as a gift to our church is kind of when, when we look at the size of our church, uh, one thing that we, we don't want to happen is we don't want people to fall through the cracks. We don't want someone um, to, to, to feel neglected. To We want everyone to be cared for. We want to, we want to plug them into community. We want to plug them into service uh, so that they're, that they're being discipled, that they're, that they're um, being accountable, that they can serve the Lord and His kingdom well. And so I see membership as kind of one of the tools that we use to make sure that that's happening well. Um, you know, when, when we look at the service, oftentimes you'll see a vote on new members, and sometimes that may sound formal or uh, a little bit like a, a tradition that we do, and I really think it's more than that. Um, I think it's valuable because I, I see our members as gifts to the church. It's it, it, All of our members and all the people that are connected are gifts to the church to, to serve it. They're gifts to the Lord to say, hey, I'm committed to this local body. Well, but membership also um, kind of extends all the way to the beginning, from the first-time guest all the way to the person that's been here for 40, 50 years. 
Um, and so it's kind of this process of becoming more and more connected. And so uh, for, the, for the person that stepped into the door for the first time, I want to make sure that they feel welcomed, accepted, that they can get plugged in seamlessly, that they can find um, community, that they can find ways to serve. Uh, and I'll be honest, as much as I wish that happened just naturally, and I think it does to some extent, I want to go beyond that and say we're going to be proactive. We're going to be proactive to, to welcome them, to connect them. Um, and so that's a piece of membership that's important to me, These the kind of the first-time guests all the way. And that type of connection um, happens over time, uh, and it happens as as kind of the connection may start as, hey, here's here's a name, here's someone that you know, to here's a Sunday school group, to here's a way you can serve. This connect this connection is is almost like a step process until uh, we look up and we find some incredible people that are connected, that are leading, that are serving. Um, it's pretty amazing. So you lead the Connecting at Carterville, you know, seminar. That's you, right. You have a lot of one-on-one conversations with people. It, I think it's been interesting that I think uh, you've had, you've been invited to people's homes to have dinner. You That's know, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So you've had the opportunity to get to know some of our newest families and yeah. help them plug in. And that process takes a little bit more, you know, care than a lot of people rep- recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, even oftentimes coordinating baptisms and helping people take their steps with Jesus to yeah. be ready. Uh, for membership. So, Brick, you've done a good job with that. I'm excited for you. How do you feel about uh, the potential change coming for you so that you'll be focused on discipleship and membership in the future? Yeah, well, um, I, in brief, I am really excited for it. Uh, I'm just in a tangible, this is, this is straight from Brick. I am really excited to, to be able to have a little bit more breathing space. Um, I've been so grateful to serve in an interim capacity over uh, discipleship and membership and missions, but I will say um, it will be a gift to me and a gift to the church for that for that kind of that those role changes to be spread out a little bit more. I'm ex- I'm so excited to see how the Lord's going to use Stro, and we'll use another podcast to kind of celebrate some of those things, um, share some vision that we've talked about, but membership wise. I'm grateful to be able to have some breathing room to give a little bit more time, care, and attention towards these areas that need it. Well, thanks. Hey, I think you've done a great job. Like, I want to recognize that, you know, you've had a lot on your plate. You welcomed Ophelia, your, <laughs> your right. firstborn daughter, you know, on July the 10th. That's and right. you launched your first uh, August, your first new church year of discipleship right yeah. after that. Man, you've had, this has been trial by fire. I mean, you have had so much, but you've done a good job. You've been a blessing to our staff for years. And you've been a blessing in this season for sure. So thanks for carrying more weight than you could bear, you know, for several months. I really appreciate you enduring that. I'm proud of what you're doing. Proud of your family. Proud of the schoolwork you're doing as you continue to work on your MBA. Um, and proud of what you're doing to lead our church staff. So thanks a lot, Brick. Thanks, Ben. It's a it's a privilege.